0: This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Welcome to the show today, And I've got something special for you, which is actually a tribute to my mother, whose name was Yvonne Wilson. And today, the first airing of the show on the 4th of June, is actually the day of her birthday. And my mother, if she was still living, would be in her 80s now. And it just so happens that she died way too young. She was about 64 years old. And what I want to share with you today is what I learned from her that actually affects the way that I live today. So I'm going to share five major points. One, I really learned the entrepreneurial spirit from my mother. My mother's profession was a nurse, that was her primary job. However, she was always creating other little side businesses as we were going along. So, for example, she was able to sew very well. So she started a little sewing business on the side. And then at another time, she started a cake baking business. Now, my mother was incredibly good at baking cakes. Not only were they beautiful and unusual, no one had a birthday cake like the kind that she would make, even from as little as I can remember, whether it would be a merry-go-round or a carnival or a train set, the way she would put those cakes together would be unique and different from anything. She'd put her own touch on it, plus they were also delicious. So to have that combination is sort of rare when you've got the beauty and also the great taste as well. Then there were some other businesses she started, not so much for the public, but more because as a family person, She would look around and think, what do my children need right now? And then she would start something that was really primarily for the benefit of my brothers. But she started a laundry service at one time and a little house cleaning service as well. But all of these were just her engaging the entrepreneurial spirit. And I know that she got that from her grandfather, who was a major force in her life. Her grandfather was a shoemaker, and he owned his own shoe repair shop which was extremely unusual for an African-American man at that time in history. So he was one of the old style shoemakers, meaning not only did he repair shoes, but he could actually make a pair of shoes from the ground up, from zero. And so my mother grew up watching him in his own shop and running his own business and really taking pride in his work and the quality that he would bring to everything that he did. So when I think about my life and the jobs that I've had and the jobs I've created and the entrepreneurial business I've created, I'm very certain that I get that entrepreneurial Spirit from my mother, who got it from her grandfather. The second thing I really know that I've also received from my mother is creativity. My mother was a person who was extremely creative. Even when it came down to her own fashion sense and style, she had her own style and her own fashion sense. And she was always ahead of the curve, doing things that other people were not doing at the time. So, for example, it would not be unusual for her to wear a floor-length fur cape at a time when no one was wearing capes or floor-length furs, but She didn't care if someone else was wearing it or not. She was her own person. And those of you who know me and who have seen me, I have a very different style from my mother. But similar to her, I have my own creativity too. And so I started wearing Hawaiian flowers some years ago. Nobody was wearing flowers in their hair outside of Hawaii, per se. But I think in the circles where I travel, I've started a few fashion trends. And so other people have started wearing uh, flowers as well. And it's become a bit more popular. I tended to have a style that was a little bit more tailored, a little bit more conservative, perhaps, than my mother. However, today, I've added a lot of unusual elements. It's not atypical, I could be seen at work wearing a full-length Indian sari. I could be at work wearing a Nigerian outfit or something from Ghana. And I actually searched the globe for various things that helped to celebrate other cultures, and those are items I might wear. Those items definitely were not my mother's style, but what's the similar part is that we both were very creative. I do recall that when I got married, I had a hard time finding a wedding dress that I really liked. I had a vision in my mind of what my wedding dress should look like. And I wanted it to have a whole bunch of roses on it, white roses on, on this white dress. And I just couldn't find what I was looking for. So my mother was not a very patient person. So as I was searching for this dress with her, she said, this dress is, is a good dress. Just get this. And we took it home and she hand sewed all of the roses on it that I wanted and all the other little features that I wanted for my special wedding dress. And she created it herself, which was phenomenal. So I had a custom made wedding dress made from something that was off the shelf, but no one had a dress exactly like it. I also remember that later in my mother's life, when she was confined to a wheelchair, there were a lot of things that she was not able to do in the normal way. However, she was very smart. And with her creativity, she would sit down and she would dream up ways that things could be done. And she would instruct us. She would say, OK, do this, do that. And we, we had no idea how in the world she was going to be able To accomplish all that she could accomplish, but she found and created a new way to do something that she couldn't do in the old way. And we learned every day from her. So creativity would be the second thing I learned from my mother. Thirdly, I also learned a lot about balance in life. As a nurse, she used to work. A lot of different shifts, difficult shifts. Sometimes it would be the graveyard shift 11 to 7 or maybe 3 to 11 in the afternoon or 7 to 3 in the morning. And so work was a big part of her life. She also, though, carved out a lot of time for her family and for friends. And one of the things that she really enjoyed was going to the beach. So if she was working 3 to 11 shift, it was not unusual in the summertime that she would actually go to the beach, go to the ocean, and enjoy the ocean before she went to work. And I just thought that was just a wonderful aspect for her to be able to fit that in somehow as part of her life. And one of the things she said to me, well, you know, you work very hard, she said. And unlike normal people, you're going to have to take more vacations. Don't just confine yourself to a one-week or two-week vacation a year. She says, you need to be on vacation at least every quarter. And I actually do pretty much do that, take little mini vacations all throughout the year because that was something that my mother shared with me. I also learned from her, and this was more by observation, that because she died so young, and this is related to balance as well, how important it is not to wait and put your life on hold and say, when I retire, I'm going to do thus and so. Or later, after I finish my career, I'll do such and such a thing. Rather, how important it is to actually live your life as you go. That's what my mother did, and that's what I do. So even though I'd love to live for a very long time, even if I don't, I won't be able to say, I didn't do the things that were important to me and that I really wanted to do. So I learned that balance from her. Next thing I really learned from my mother is what I would call uh, generosity. My mother was an extremely generous person and she was the type who would share whatever she had with those that she loved. If she only had one piece of bread and you were there, she would make sure that you got at least half of it. She wouldn't dare eat the piece of bread without sharing some of it with you. And she didn't mind sharing it. In fact, in her generosity, I would say one of her love languages was really gifts. She enjoyed receiving gifts. She enjoyed giving gifts and celebrations related to that. And I very much inherited that from her. I love gift giving and I love thinking about, what someone might enjoy, and making sure that I get them that item for their birthday or for Christmas. And I try not to miss these for those who are in my family or in my close-in circle. In my mother's case, she loved birthdays and she loved Mother's Day. And one of the reasons she loves Mother's Day is because her life, for the most part, really revolved around her children. And being a mother was a very important part of who she was because in in many ways she grew up a lot as an only child. She had one brother and he didn't really enter on the scene until she was at least about 12 or 13 years old. So for most of her life, she lived as an only child and she wanted to have lots of children. As it turns out, there are only four of us Although she wanted more, and in my mind, that was plenty. But anyway, she enjoyed um, being a mother. Her favorite holiday, I would say, outside of Mother's Day, was actually Christmas time. We had a tradition in our home that we would celebrate Christmas starting at midnight. And so at midnight, we would open up Christmas presents at our house. And then we would get in the car and drive to my grandmother's house. This is all in the middle of the night. And then we would open up Christmas presents at my grandmother's, and then we would go from house to house until morning. And these were my mother's close friends that we were visiting early in the morning, and we would be getting to their homes right about the time that they would be waking up. And then finally, we would get home mid-morning and take a nap <laughs> before uh, going out f- uh, to another friend's house for dinner in the afternoon. And my mother loved this. And she just couldn't wait for midnight just to start that whole process and to enjoy opening the gifts. And for a number of years, my husband and I kept that tradition going, too. But now that we're a little older, we just say, oh, we'll just celebrate late in the day, <laughs> on Christmas Day. And that's what we do now. But we used to get up at midnight and celebrate then as well. I would also say what I learned from my mother was compassion. She was very much a feeling-based person, which on the Myers-Briggs, I'm really not an ENTJ, for those of you who are familiar with that. I'm an extrovert, an intuitive person, a thinking person, and what they call the judging person. But my mother was definitely an F, a feeler, very much concerned about people. And in her job as a nurse, she worked in a lot of settings, hospitals, rehab centers, private duty nursing, and even nursing homes. And I do recall as a child, I went to work with her and on several occasions when she worked the overnight shift in the nursing home. And what I was struck by in this nursing home, there were people who their memories were gone. They had all kinds of challenges and difficulties. And her kindness and her gentleness and her love with people who really had a lot of limitations. And I also observed that some of her colleagues were not so compassionate and not so kind to the residents. And she and I had conversations about that on those occasions when I spent the night there and had a chance to see what did she really do and what impact she had on the lives of other people in her nursing role. So those are just a few of the things that I learned from and inherited from my mother. And in review, I would say they're the entrepreneurial spirit, creativity, balance in life, living life as you go, as I call it, generosity towards others, and compassion. I've been sharing some insights about what I learned from my mother over the years that she was with me. And you might be wondering, okay, so what does that have to do with me as a business leader? Well, I think it's really important for us to reflect and to recognize that the wisdom we have, the gifts that we have, and the experiences that we have, we actually share them with those who have come before us. And it's important to take time to acknowledge what we've gained from them and to speak that out sometimes out loud so that we don't lose it, but that we keep it with us. So even on this occasion of my mother's birthday, and I'm reflecting back and I'm remembering the impact she had on me, I also want to invite you at work, perhaps with your leadership team, to sit down and to share your reflections, your memories, your stories about What was the impact of your mother, your father, a grandparent, someone close to you, an aunt or an uncle, and collectively as that leadership team begin to think about how all of those collective strengths and that collective wisdom can actually be leveraged for how you lead and run the business today. So that's my challenge to you from what I'm talking about today. And before I conclude, I want to share two other pieces. As I've been talking about what my mother gave to me, I'll also share with you what she says that I gave to her. I am a person who is an adventurer, and I've always been an adventurer. And the fact that I joined the Army was very unusual and not something that women were doing a whole lot of in my time or day. And it was very frightening to my mother once she really understood what the army was about. And because I was an adventurer and I traveled all over the world, I traveled to places that she would never go, places like the Middle East and Africa. And this is apart from the military. I wasn't in the military when I did this kind of traveling. And then as part of my husband's military assignment, we also lived in Germany. My mother said she would never have gone to any of these places And she visited me in a lot of the homes that I lived in, and she said she would never have taken those trips had I not been there. So she said I caused her to stretch and grow and to get out of just the insular place that she was familiar with and where she grew up. So that's how I impacted her, was bringing in a little bit of the adventure. And then the final thought I'd like to leave you with is I was thinking about what was an occasion that really brings a smile to my face when I think of my mother. And the context of this story is a little bit unusual. And it goes like this. My mother was in the hospital, and she was sick. And it was right around Christmas time. It was just before Christmas. And the doctors were all telling us that she was not going to make it, and that this is it, and we needed to just prepare for the end. And It was this very sad time, as I recall. And I was on the East Coast in Baltimore visiting, and Christmas came, which normally I would have come back home to Colorado, but because my mother was kind of into, it wasn't exactly a coma, but it was something similar to that, where she just was not able to speak or able to come out of it, and I didn't know what was going to happen to her, so I stayed there. On Christmas Day, I was at my father's house, and all of us were gathered there, the children, And my oldest brother, I'm the oldest, but the next oldest brother, he was at the hospital at my mother's bedside. And I remember getting this phone call where he says, mother is awake. And so we all jumped in the car. We rushed over to the hospital and we were sitting there by her bedside. It was Christmas Day. And as I think back over all the Christmases I've ever had, having my mother return, Uh, back to us was the greatest Christmas present of all. And I remember her saying when she woke up and she looked, she said, yeah, I told that doctor, what is this I hear about you scaring my children and telling them that their mother was going to be dying on Christmas? (laughs) She said, I never wanted to leave my children with such a horrible memory of their mother dying on, on Christmas. And then she says, and then I said, where's my food? Bring me some food. Give me something to eat. And All of this, to me, really embodies my mother's tremendous vibrancy of life and an indomitable spirit. She was a woman that you really couldn't keep down. And that's what brings a smile to my face, that people said, it's over, you're out. And she says, hmm, watch me. (laughs) So... So I hope you take some inspiration from that as you go into your week. How can you also be that force that has the indomitable spirit and refuses to just give up? Just keep going. Have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you next time. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. For more information, please visit my website, transleadership.com.